0: Squad, welcome to another episode of Scream Squad. Uh, this is Chico Leo, and I am in the dungeon, in the hot summer dungeon on the longest, longest night of the year. And I am joined Leo
1: Fairman, fellow co-host, uh possibly Vampiric. That's right, and I actually didn't
0: even give you, I I, I left out the joined by. But um <laughs> we are here to not just talk about mockumentary. In fact, shockumentaries this week. And um, yeah, this is, uh, it's become its own little, uh, you know, its own little subcategory, not just of horror, but of mockumentaries. Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, the most famous, or you know, mockumentary is uh, This is Spinal Tap, which has nothing to do with horror. And then those sort of spin-offs, you know, Best in Show and, and all those other Christopher Guest movies, um, you know, Waiting for Guffman. But um, there's a fair, you know, a fair genre of, you know, mockumentaries. Some of them are found footage. Some of them are fake documentaries. I guess the ones that we're going to be talking about today are fake documentaries. And um, yeah, there is
1: there is some like like uh, like availability for nuance there. Right. Because you're right. Like in if anything, there's been a rash in recent years of the of the of found footage. Right. Or like or, like right. that's been like a big horror trope. But that has nothing to do with the movies we're talking about today.
0: <laughs> no, and um, and and you know, basically they are fake. I mean, you know, the 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 show, the American version, actually both versions of The Office, both the British and the American, yeah. are mockumentaries. Yeah. Um, they, you know, and these these horror movies. Um, well, one of them is more like that than the other, and so actually, why don't we start with uh, the most recent one, which is uh, "What We Do in the Shadows," um, which is a uh, New Zealand uh mockumentary and uh, a comedy, whereas yeah, the um, the other one is really more of a shockumentary because it's not a comedy at all. But we'll get to that.
1: I feel like there there are some some comic elements, but no. What we do in the shadows is like pointedly. I mean,
0: it is I think the most like what you were talking about with the Office. It is the most like the Office of anything. And uh, yeah, so and and it's directed by uh, it's co-directed by two of the stars, Jermaine uh, Clement. Who uh Legion uh watchers will know, and of course he's one half of um Flight of the Concord. The Concord, yeah. yeah. Flight of yep, the Concords. Yep. And um I guess uh is it Taika? Taika uh Waititi, who is uh a half Maori, half Jewish, um, you know, sort of dude after my own heart, you know, is half Puerto Rican, half Jewish, and you know, You are uh, in a a similar, you know, um, so he's our uh, sort of brother from another mother across the, uh, across the oceans there. And he's actually uh, the director of uh, Thor Ragnarok, the third Thor movie, which is coming out this fall. Yeah. Talk about two different types of films. (laughs) Right. Well, yes. Um, Although I think a lot of people are feeling like this new Thor movie is going to be the best of the bunch. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting uh, getting back to what we do in the shadows, which I actually so it came out in t- twenty fourteen, and I didn't watch it. I I am someone who actually I have a little bit of a problem with comedy and other genres. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's a really I actually skipped it because I was like comedy and hard don't work for me. What and is what is
1: the film? What is the film that turned you to that to that sensitivity?
0: I, I don't know. It's it's a general thing. I don't I didn't really like Shaun of the Dead um i actually don't like a lot of modern comedies i mean i famously said that you if you were just looking at my face you wouldn't have been able to tell if i was watching the hangover or hotel rwanda i despise um, i despise you know, that like, movie
1: i despise i'm I'm, yeah. I'm with you i think we share a mind in that in that for the most part like the comedies that you know people at my office jobs have like g- doubled over in laughter at the water cooler remembering are the comedies that i've sat through
0: in just the way that you described yeah, I and so you know, there were some moments in Shaun of the Dead. Um, you surprisingly, the one that I actually liked was the one uh about the end of the world with this like, is the end, know, all those like, yeah, all those Seth Rogen people, like, which you wouldn't, I don't know why, but I did actually enjoy that. It could be that they were all playing versions of themselves, uh-huh. but what we do in the shadows, uh, really works, and so. I had skipped it, you know, when it came out, and I heard it was really good, and I liked *Flight of the Conchords*, um, which in itself was a mockumentary. Right. Um, and I think it was you. I think it was talking to you around Comic Con last year um, that you were really talking it up, and we had talked about some other movies that we both really liked. And so I saw that you know it came on Amazon. You know, I had already missed it on the cable window. And, um, I, you know, I actually, and I watched it based on your recommendation a couple months ago, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that was really I think good. it's,
1: I think it's possibly the best example of the very specific genre you're describing. Like, it's, it works on all the levels it shoots for.
0: They, uh, you know, and, and, and with, you know, they, they actually shot two, mm-hmm. So they shot like a sort of serious version and a, you know, that was just based on the plot and the characters and then the, um. You know, sort of the jokey version, and then they just sort of combine them, and they're actually shooting various spinoffs. I mean, uh, you know, there's a very famous uh, encounter with the werewolves. So, all right, let's 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 start for the video. So, basically, it's about four vampire roommates, and uh, they're in Wellington, which I believe is the capital of New Zealand, but I'm not actually sure. Um, uh, no, no, the, it, is. it is. It's the capital. Yeah. And um, it definitely plays on a lot of different, like, sort of vampire tropes. I mean, the oldest one, the 8,000-year-old one, Pater, it's <laughs> uh, like Count Orlock from uh, uh, Nosferatu, and he lives in a stone coffin in the basement. And the others, two of whom are played by the directors, are varying degrees of, you know... He, you know, the one Jermaine Clement plays is sort of based on, uh, you know, Vlad the Impaler and almost the uh, Gary Oldman version of Dracula.
1: Yeah. And um, so, OK, so right off the bat, which one is your
0: favorite? You know, it, it, well, that's actually hard to say. I kind of like, I guess, the youngest one who, like, calls himself, like, the cool one is an into erotic dancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it, uh, it's not, it's either Deke, it's the I think of the it's other Viago. It's, I think Viago. Yeah, you know, Viago. It's it. Viago. Yeah. Because he's sort of like innocent and, you know. Um, he has
1: a sweetness to him. He has
0: a sweetness. Yes, none of them are really innocent and they viciously eat other people. And it's sort of <laughs> cool. Like they go outside and there's like, you know, there's about 30 to 40 vampires in the Wellington area and they sort of run into each other. And then they're also, you know, zombies <laughs> and, uh, you know, werewolves. And, um, It's just, it's just the tone they, they, you know, I, and for me, you know, as someone who often doesn't, you know, feels that like genre stuff doesn't mix. When I say genre, it's not just horror, like, you know, um, I, you know, I saw Austin Powers in the theater. Austin Powers is very famous for having like gotten, um you know, gotten it, you know, whatever people discovered on video. And I remember, yeah, it was kind of funny, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I didn't think it was, like, the funniest movies because I like James Bond movies. I like, you know, Danger Diabolic. I like that stuff. And so sort of mocking it, I mean, it's like I never really got into Mystery Science Theater because I either like the movies or I think they're so bad, like, I just have better things to do than watch people mocking them. It's sort of like watching people mock disabled people. It's like it's not funny.
1: That, that, that's a real, I, I want to say that's a really interesting take. And I, I think I, I get what you mean. It's almost like you approach, it's like you're, 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 you're dropping the pants of something that's trying to be genuine. Right. And so there's something sort of, uh, discombobulating about that where you're like, well, be genuine or not. Like you don't don't like be genuine, but make fun of that, or so you know it, it, it there there is a there is like a like a like a split approach to it, which I think like with what you're describing with the way that the movie designed it, it's like by design they took the two approaches and mixed them. maybe why it's so successful they i mean
0: yeah they they really they captured something, and I you know I don't know if it's because they really took the time with the characters. Or you know, a lot of it's really low budget. I mean, they made it for like one point six million dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it, that's like that's like doable. I mean, that's like like what was the budget of Moonlight? You know what I mean? Four like, four million, I think. Was it I, even I, okay? I well, think, I think yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, you you, you know, not that either of us have one point six million dollars <laughs> or even anything close to it, but it's like if you write a script, you can actually get a script to somebody who can raise $1.6 million if right. your script is good enough, if your idea is good enough. Now, obviously these guys have a track record. Um, you know, Jermaine Clement does. And, uh, I mean, obviously Taika uh, uh, Waititi um, has, uh, you know, he's directed other things
1: before this, but... You are really throwing yourself at that pronunciation valiantly, my friend.
0: Yes, well, you know. <laughs> um, uh, I, you know I, and I actually give it credit for... Um, You know, I think there's – so the the older vampires are all of European descent Mm -hmm. and so they all have origins that have them sort of explaining why they ended up in Wellington, New Zealand because there weren't white people. There weren't Europeans in Wellington more than 100, 150 years ago. And it is interesting that the youngest vampire, Nick, who they act, act, sort of acts, they turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is actually someone of like Maori descent, you know? And so it's sort of like, I I feel like there's a statement being made on sort of recognizing like sort of demographics and colonization and things like that Mm. in there that I sort of appreciated, um, and um
1: yeah and like and they're and they're traveling such echo stuff from like you know the bram stoker novel because like a big part of that is like the 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 immigration of dracula
0: <laughs> yes know? absolutely so, yeah. absolutely i mean there's commentary left and right on sort of vampire mythology vampire just you know um Uh, Yeah, I guess you'd say, you know, mythology, but, you know, there's so much around that about the being invited in, like the scene where they're trying to go to the (laughs) ball and they're like, no, could you please invite us in? Could you invite us in? The guys are like, what? No. What what are you talking about? You know, the bouncer. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, like, the one vampire bar, and it's just, there's a lot of really good levels of humor that's based on these sort of characters. Also has a really awesome soundtrack. It does. Like, this, like, gypsy music or something that just really sort of works, you know, because you think of, you know, vampires and sort of, like, Romanian Carpathian mountains, you know hungry you know i don't know um, i i i feel like um the
1: the movie a lot of the movie's success for me lies on how how it wants to stick to representing cultural aspects so it like it introduces the cultural aspects uh you know in a way that's that's not condescending to the viewer. Cause it's like, you know, vampires. So like this stuff, like the in- being invited in is stuff that you're just kind of going to come to the movie with, but we're going to like twist that and kind of interrogate it and fuck with it to, to make it do these things. Um, and I feel like that's like, to me, the movie gets a lot of my, my, my good faith, uh, continually from doing stuff like that or this stuff like having a familiar, all this like vampire culture stuff is really wrung out. And played with almost to, 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 its, to, its, to its excess. And then it's like, it's done. And it's represented in a way that is sensible, that makes sense in a modern context, uh, but is also really, really funny and appealing.
0: Well, and they also do stuff like, so there's a scene where they have humans over and they're like, look at your spaghetti. You're right. eating worms. And of course, I'm like, you know, the first time I saw him, I'm like, oh, they took that from Lost yeah. Boys. Yeah. No, they think that anyone's watching this hasn't seen Lost Boys. And then the guy, and then he grins and he's like, we stole that from Lost Boys. Right. And so they sort of turn it on its head because of their sweetness or whatever. Um, you sort of, it becomes a funny joke. Um, and it also really uh, interrogates the whole notion of like, you know, the fact that they, they walk around wearing blouses, you know, they're dressing like these sort of, like you know, 17th century dandies, and they have no sense of technology, and so there's all these funny scenes where when Nick becomes a vampire, you know, they sort of start learning about cell phones, and, and cameras, right. and the internet, and Skype, and it's just really, 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 I, I like, you know, this notion of, you know, like in Blackula, you know, he, or any, you know, Drac you know, like the, you know, he even even the the, you know love at first bite like any of these vampire movies that take place in the present day like they sort of embrace the idea that the vampire you know still lives like a 17th century lifestyle right you know and this takes that and sort of turns it on its ear and makes fun of it you know um and so there's a point where the cops show up and they're able to glamour the cops so the cops don't see the dead bodies and everything <laughs> lying all over the place. But the cops are like, wait, where's your smoke detector? You know, like they see all the normal things that yeah. are quote unquote wrong with the house. And it's just, you know, it's really funny. So that's actually just so you know, that's one of the spinoffs is supposedly there's going to be a TV series like based on those cops, like paranormal investigators, like in, in you know, a New Zealand mockumentary. It's almost like cops. Ah, um, and yeah, and then there's going to be some supposedly one about, you know, the wolves that's going to be, you know, what we do I love
1: it. the, I almost feel like we don't get enough of the wolves. I think the wolves right. are really interesting and funny and, and cool. The
0: wolves are amazing, and that also, the lead wolf is played by Reese Darby, who I actually always thought was the funniest person in, um, in uh, Flight of the Concords who plays Murray, their manager. Right, 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 right. Um, I I actually always liked him the the most. I always thought he was the funniest, like the hapless manager. And so he's sort of the the hapless leader of this pack of werewolves who you get the sense that the werewolves are lower um, on them. I guess they always are. I mean, in in, – what was that silly HBO show with uh, – you know the one about vampires and true blood louisiana yeah and true blood like the the werewolves there were also lower in the pecking order than vampires
1: have you have you have you ever seen being human either the bbc or the american version
0: i actually haven't
1: yeah it's i don't think i don't think being human is essential but it covers some similar ground to what we do in the shadows and that a lot of it is about the the like you know uh Conflagration of all these like supernatural entities and like their secret societies within modern society and how they work together. Um, how they like scrape against each other and such. Um, I, I, I feel like, uh, I, I, I was not, I was not a, a, a true blood watcher, but I feel like there, there is some comparison with what we do in the shadows only because they're constantly describing the, their, their presence in the modern context. Right. You know, and they're, and they're kind of it's stuff like, intermingling them with stuff like cell phones and shit like that,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting. I mean, because like in true blood, actually like they are totally up to date with everything. Uh, yeah. Like all the vampires use cell phones and are told, you know, the internet and everything like they're a hundred percent, you know, up, up to date on everything. Um, and in this, you know, they're, they're not, I will say, I don't know if you've ever seen the Blu-ray or the DVD and I'm just sort of making assumptions. This seems like something where there would just be like, potentially hours of like making of stuff. Or, yeah, well, or even bonus or deleted stuff, like whole scenes that could be really funny where they're all riffing or longer versions of things. Like this is actually the kind of movie I certainly is very highly recommended in general, but it's the kind of movie that I, I think is why they make like the extra footage <laughs> on the you know what I mean? No, like, I, you know, I think
1: you're right. And like and and actually that that that, that leads me to something I, I, I wanna I want to talk about because I feel like the movie would not be as much of a success as it is, if not for the fact that when it gets dark, I think it's pretty convincing. Oh, yeah. Like, like during the attack moments and during that, like those particular those particular scenes in the movie. um, I'm like, oh, OK, this is what makes it a great movie. Right. You know, um and so like I'm in- I'm like partially intrigued to watch the entire serious cut
0: of this. If such a thing exists. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I mean, it really works very perfectly as I'm, it's as good as any of those of the Christopher Guest movies that, you know, I don't think they make them anymore. And those sort of got to me a little repetitive. Yeah, I agree. And and throwing in this sort of genre thing in this, by you know, making it this horror thing sort of really, um, I don't know, it, it, it works really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah I, I are you uh do you have anything else to say on that? Should we jump to the uh to the uh to the next one it's or?
1: it's rare that like all I really need to do is gush and say how this is i mean
0: must watch it's right. must watch so I think our next movie is is like must watch um because of its sort of place in history yeah, it's for the pedigree um, for the pedigree it, of it exactly and so basically uh we're gonna talk about ghost watch ghost watch aired once on bbc on the bbc on halloween night 1992 so we're talking about 25 years ago quarter of a century ago once and um it was uh presented i mean it was recorded you know like a normal tv show was presented as a live thing and it basically people turned it on and thought that it was like you know um the War of the Worlds, the Orson Welles War of the Worlds thing. They thought they were watching a real life, you know, haunted house, you know, where, um, you know, what? I mean, there were all these shows now that have been influenced by this, but basically they thought they were watching like, you know, a news show going into a haunted house and capturing like this family dealing with a haunted house. And they got like 30,000 phone calls in um, like the first hour. It was a 90 minute thing. And they got all these complaints. Uh, several people killed themselves, or they think they killed themselves, related to it because they were so freaked out, and they thought that they that 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 they were living in haunted houses because of stuff that they saw in the thing. They never aired it again. And um, as of like a week ago, it's now on Shudder. Um, how, how did how did
1: you discover it originally? Like, were you familiar with it at all? Like back in back
0: I had to- I had I had heard of it. Um, and when I saw that it I, I, it was announced on Shudder, and we were sort of tossing around ideas for the next episode, it sort of seemed like the perfect kind of kind kind of thing to, to do. And
1: um, it's really it's really interesting because it's like it is a documentary, but it isn't. It's it's a it's it's by all stretches of understanding, it is a rather rote television special.
0: Right, but the thing is, it hadn't been, uh, like, there's so much stuff in there that if you see it now, you'd be like, oh, what's the big deal? Right. It? But you hadn't seen, like, this notion of the, you know, they put cameras all through the house, and so switching back and forth, you know, it's like, there are so many of these Ghost Hunter specials that are just basically ripped this this off. Like, yeah. They invented the language for all of these Ghost Hunter specials and regular just episode shows that exist now.
1: Which are all bullshit. Which are all total bullshit. Of course they are. Of course it's
0: they like... are. And this was too. And this yeah. had them cutting back to like, you know, like an old British dude, like, you know, in a, in a library in a big leather seat talking to a psychologist. And like, you know, like, it, you it's incredible that people thought so many people thought that it was real
1: or still, or still do for the new shows you're talking about.
0: Right. Well, and yeah, but I mean, then, I mean, people were like legitimately psychologically disturbed and, um,
1: could you, could you, could you transport yourself to, to 1992? Could you imagine what it would be like to watch this on TV? If you just cut into it 10 minutes in,
0: I mean, I think in 1992, I watched, uh, Oprah interview, uh, Michael Jackson. That's what I remember watching in nineteen ninety
1: two. Were there any were there any ghosts present?
0: Uh just Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um I I yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I mean it's funny because, you know, we talked about Twin Peaks a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure that uh Firewalk with Me came out in nineteen ninety two. And so I feel like there was, a, you know, people were sophisticated because this is hokey and it's like shot on video, like before they started shooting on film. And, you know, there's a lot of there's like this, this, you know, jokey scenes with the crew, yeah. with the sound guys. It, it, and all this it, other stuff. It,
1: it is, I think, really successful in its like natural feeling, though. Like oh, you've been yeah, watching it, does, it now, right. you know, like you're watching it and you're like, I could imagine somebody making those corny jokes on camera.
0: And again, this is what, you know, like seven or eight years before, uh, you know, before- um, Blair Witch. The Blair Witch or, you know, any of these things. Like it's a real, you know, and there was, you know, there was a phone number, you know, people would call in and- um, Yeah,
1: interestingly, like, so yeah, when I was reading online about, about about the viewing of it, I think it's really interesting that more so than the people calling in, because apparently there was an outgoing message that's like, hey, what you're watching is fictional-
0: Right. The, what what messed everybody up is
1: that the 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 switchboard got filled, so people got busy signals when they called the number during the show, right. and that's what like messed everyone up more than anything. Although I'm sure there are people who heard the recording that said it was fictional that still thought it was real, but even more people called and it was busy, and they're like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. um, what? <laughs> you know, uh, it, that that adds to the to the to the War of the Worlds ish." kind of a uh, quality where again like was when as i'm sitting watching this now in 2017 i'm like the whole time i'm trying to transport myself you know 25 years ago that's how i'm trying to experience it i'm trying to be that person who's living in the uk who's like what is this thing i just changed the channel to and is this thing legit um and be and beyond that i feel like the thing about the The experience that maybe is part of why it's so successful is that it takes so long for the overt horror elements of the thing, the overt what appears to be realistic in the context of its fiction horror occurs. I mean, I want to say, like, maybe the last 15 minutes... Approximately around there is
0: when like well, there's stuff, stuff before then. There's some, there is stuff before that. I mean, you hear like the banging on the pipes, right? And, you know,
1: but then they, but then they, but then they disprove that and they make you question right. it, and they, you know what I mean? So it's like, and it's almost the last ten or fifteen minutes is now, the last when the 10 shit or goes minutes down. Are the scary part. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. Which is interesting.
0: Well, there's also just this notion of transporting yourself. Like, there's just stuff that you hadn't seen before. Like, they use, you know, uh, what is it? The heat, the thermographic camera. Right. So, you're so used to that now, or even, like, in Predator or something like that. Right. Well, I guess Predator actually came before this. But, um, you know, like, you hadn't seen something like that on TV in, like, a ghost context or something like that. So, it's like, at one point, the power goes out, and then you sort of see the heat, you know, the heat signatures yeah. the in the house. Yeah. Um, and, again, there were, like, motion detectors and the hidden cameras and apparently real
1: presenters who were, who were right. Like starring and that was it. the
0: other thing is they used actual real, real presenters. And apparently the woman was actually, the female presenter was actually like a kid's show presenter,
1: right? Su- Susan, um, Su-
0: Suzanne. Yeah. 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 So it got, it did eventually get released like on video or DVD or whatever, but to this day, it was never, uh, you know, on TV ever again, or at least certainly not in Britain. <laughs> and so it's kind of a big deal that it's actually now on. And it's one of these things like the, you know, war. It's you know, War of the Worlds, as people know. I'm assuming people know. Like late 30s it was like 37 or 38 or something like that, and. He did a version of War of the Worlds where people turn on their radios and thought that it was real and freaked out. And that's another one where, like, I think, you know, there's a couple of deaths that are attributed to it and... Wells had to go out and do a whole song and dance and apologize, and he thought his career was over. And this was like do, since do,
1: do you have any, you have any family where the world stars like I like my grandmother actually was like scared for her fucking life when Where the World's Aired. She I don't told me I don't that story. know that
0: yeah I don't know that I mean my grandmother on one side was definitely in Puerto Rico in the late 30s. She actually came here in the early 40s, um, so she would have you know I don't know if it aired there, and I don't know about my other grandparents. Um, so I actually don't know, and neither of my parents were alive at that point. So um, I, I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, it's
1: fa- it's fascinating. I mean, it is it is the closest uh, talking point to Ghost Watch because yes. it was also delivered. I mean, you know, totally po faced. Like it's just yes. like this is what's happening right now. This is what you need to know. And uh, like it's weird because again, watching watching Ghost Watch. There, the, it is a, it is a complete artifact. And like, but still sitting watching the movie, I'm thinking to myself, like, is, are they giving anything away in the context of the reality they're presenting? And I don't see them giving anything. Like, there's nothing in it to me that feels like crafted artifice, even now. It seems so genuinely an artifact of 90s television. you know it just like like just watching it i'm like this looks like 90s tv there's no so all right one thing i was i was thinking of watching it um is the is the is the milgram experiment like you know it's that you know you know like this like the milgram experiment the that's
0: that's not the one of the stanford thing is it no,
1: no 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 the milgram experiment is like is like is like famous like psychological tests that actually like it it changed a lot of things about agency when it comes to people testing uh uh people Oh, this is the
0: one where like you don't know if you're hurting the other person. Right. Or-
1: right. The yeah, shock yeah. the shocking thing. Yes. Yes. And the the and like one of the conclusions like raised from the Milgram experiment was this thing that the you know the idea was to try to figure out why Nazis would gas the Jews. That was why he made the right. experiment in the first place. But then uh, like a counterpoint to that was you know people ex- Experiencing a member of authority guiding them through a process actually could potentially be triggering them or informing them subconsciously that what they're doing isn't real. That the entire process itself, people expressed, like, that they had great psychological pain from even taking part in the experiment, from, like, having to do that, even though it was proven that it wasn't real. But then other people are like, well, the thing is that they subconsciously knew it wasn't real, even if they consciously did not. And so, like, again, watching this, I was looking for tells. I was looking for something in it of artifice, something that's like, okay, no, so because you'd be watching it and you'd be like, oh, they said this or they acted this way or they spoke in this way. Oh, no, it
0: it, it, it is very, I mean, I think within the context of what they're trying to do, I mean, it, there isn't that. No,
1: that. no, yeah, yeah. no, it is so genuine. And yeah. that is almost the most unnerving part about it. Uh, were you, did you find, did you find the, the, the end minutes like genuinely scary? Were you, were you, uh. Were you, were, you, were, you, were you squicked out by any anything that happens in the movie? I think a little bit,
0: but not like if I was in a dark theater, like like you know Blair Witch or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, although I'll be honest with you, I'd heard so much about the Blair Witch Project, and I'd heard these stories of people at Sundance. I knew people who saw it at Sundance, and like supposedly, you know, it was very famous. It had this like midnight screening where people like you know pissed themselves and you know uh-huh. like, had fainted in the theater and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So by the time I saw it in the theater, I actually saw the Blair Witch Project with my mom. I was adult, oh wow! I you know? saw it in
1: I saw it in the theater as well, and in at that time, as you probably know, it was a packed theater with no. Yeah, it was NPCs. it was packed. I saw yeah. it BAM
0: with my with my mom. Like we weren't, you know. I mean, and uh, you know, it was yeah, it was what it was, whatever. Um, the, and I will definitely say Blair Witch and so many other things. Again, I think Ghost Watch is really interesting on its own, but I think one of the if if you're a horror fan, it's one of these movies like. You know, you can't be a film buff and Nazi Citizen Kane or Wizard of Oz or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is just like an important like this sort of this this genre. You know, ultimately there wouldn't be a what we do in the shadows without it. Or um, a paranormal uh, activity. Not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, a lot of these things. Um no, Certainly I, I not agree. Paranormal Activity. I mean, and that one, I think was supposedly made for like twenty five thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and Paranormal Activity is quite literally like the most, the most profitable movie in history. I think you are right. right. They're always they're always like hard, you know, because before that it was, uh, you know, it was either Deep Throat or Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I think I think it's 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 a really important experience, and I honestly I was
0: unnerved by 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 quite a bit, especially of the ending. Um, also it's just it's a family getting fucked with and that's always weird mm -hmm, you know what i mm -hmm. mean like that's always disturbing um
1: have you did you look up that stuff about the ghost sightings within ghost watch
0: yes so you mean you mean like so like at one point they're in the like outside and you you can see the ghost yeah the people watching and stuff like or like
1: or like in the first footage they show of the of the daughters sleeping and how like the go- not only can you see the ghost delineated in the curtain when they replay the video they remove that ghost from the curtain which is so cool so like all right, right so in that, yeah in that first scene where the girls are like being harangued and they and they're and they and they're just showing like camera footage of them they 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 get calls from the quote unquote audience that's like i saw a ghost there and then when they replay the footage and give her a light pen to draw in the area where the callers are talking about. They have at that point, the filmmakers removed that presence, right. but it's there. If you see it the first time you can see it, which is a super advanced, interesting, uh, bit of business. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty complex and, and again, like is never revealed or explored. It just shows that like the paranormal investigator who is the professional on the set in the studio version, she like draw, she's drawing on the screen to where if anybody was sitting at home, watching it, they may have very well seen a human figure because a human figure was there, but now they're not. Right. That's so there's really a bunch cool. of,
0: there's a bunch of those. I mean, when then use, most of them are like reflections, mm-hmm. And windows and things – or outside of windows, but – um and that's why I was saying there was stuff up that you know, leading up to, you know, not – although it, it increases like in the last, you know, 15 minutes or so, but – um yeah, I, I, I mean, I only noticed like one or two of them, yeah. and and it was literally because I, I, I probably wouldn't have even had I not read that. Um, oh, you read it first? I, I didn't read. it I was reading like why? I think I read the Wikipedia entry while I was watching it, or as I was getting set to watch it, because or I'd i read it in the pet. Like I, I had heard of this. Um, it, you know, it was sort of. There's a couple of these. There's a British sci-fi one that's also kind of famous. Um, that's actually even earlier from like the seventies or eighties. That's like a mockumentary that, you know, that's sort of like even crazier than like, you know, are the day after, which, you know, was in the eighties and their thing was like in the seventies. Um, but it's like a apocalyptic thing. So, th- you know, they, they've been doing stuff like this. They've always just had, um, until recently just didn't have the budgets to work with like American TV, although they do now and, and have for a while. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows, I mean, that's that's well worth watching anytime, you know, um, I think it's funny as shit, and I think it really works. And Ghostwatch, you know, not very funny, but, you know, sort of really interesting on, on both the historical, you know, not so hysterical, but very historical. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, yeah, it's, it, it's not
1: specifically funny, but I found it. I found it rather transporting to an era just like when you like when you dig up an old VHS TV recording you made when you were like a kid and you watch it and like you're like well, yeah. holy shit like <laughs> what was the world then it has right. that to it while additionally being
0: impre- to me impressively sophisticated and and just that they were coming, this invented this, you know, sort of um, language for, like, all these ghost hunting paranormal shows that exist now, you know? Um, there were so many things that this was the first time they had done something like that on TV. Um, and so, you know, and I think people were a little, viewers were a little less sophisticated, and, you know, so the documentary style, they thought that it was really real and, you know... um uh, you know it's uh, and and yeah i mean there's 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 some creepy stuff with you know in, in towards the end i think i think i think the end the end was
1: legitimately unnerved me your your yeah. mileage may vary but for me like i i did i did think it was it was successful in yeah. in what it was trying to do and i some part of me wishes that i was watching this in 1992
0: <laughs> yeah oh definitely <laughs> i maybe mean, yeah um i mean yeah well all right, um, I think that's it for this week. Uh, it's uh, it's real hot in the dungeon. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna try and get out of here and get some air. But um, yeah, thanks thanks everyone for all the sort of welcoming comments for the uh, you know the new the new crew the so changeover. Yeah, and uh, you know we got we got some stuff planned. And uh, keep sticking with us and uh, keep screaming, keep screaming.